You're listening to the Remax Hustle Podcast, brought to you by Remax of Western Canada. Well, hi there, and welcome to the Remax Hustle Podcast. My name is Wade Patterson. I'm a franchise development consultant with Remax of Western Canada, and I'm your host for this audio experience. The Remax Hustle Podcast is all about providing you with value by leveraging the knowledge and expertise of our Remax network. And on this episode, I'm joined by Terry Compton of Remax Kelowna. Beyond being a top producing Remax agent, Terry has an extensive background in home improvement, interior design, and kitchen design. Terry has earned the Remax Hall of Fame Career Award relatively quickly and reached Chairman's Club status in 2017. When she's not busy helping out a client, Terry loves spending time with her husband and daughter and two dogs, as well as traveling and maintaining a healthy lifestyle by staying strong and active in the community. Terry, welcome to the Remax Hustle Podcast. Thanks for having me, Wade. You're welcome. So where did your real estate journey begin? And at what point did you know that this was the career for you? Probably after about five years of my specialization in uh, kitchen and bath. I was part of the National Kitchen and Bath Association. And with that, I, was, I found myself on site, a lot of new construction and renovations. I was working with trades. I was working with electricians, plumbers, framers, general contractors. So I was on site um, with the kitchen. I, I had, I, it was an integral part of the install with making sure all the mechanical was in the right spot. So while I was on site, I would see realtors coming in with potential buyers and walking through the homes. And I'm like, wow, like, I think I could do that. And I felt I would probably be compensated a lot better than uh, what I was getting paid uh, doing the kitchen design. So I actually had been approached by a seasoned uh, realtor within Kelowna here. And that was, that was like 25 years ago. And so he had actually approached me while I was at, I was actually serving like way back in the day. And he asked me to be an assistant. And I just said, well, no, thank you. I was, I was headed to uh, the lower mainland to be a teacher. So I thanked him very much for the opportunity, but it kind of always was there thinking about, well, that could work. But anyhow, so long story short, I um, ended up contacting this agent. Once I had made the decision to kind of test the waters with the real estate industry, um, just seeing all those agents on site, it really had me thinking. So I uh, chatted to the agent and said, is now a good time to get in? When is the best time to get into real estate? And he just said, there's never a bad time. Mm -hmm. When times are harder, that's when you learn how to dig in and prospect and, and it's better to start in that type of a market. I ordered my books and uh, here I am. And so when you're having that experience of seeing those realtors coming in, were you having conversations with them to kind of get a feel for what was all entailed or was you just kind of observing while they were there what went into it? Well, I just observed. And what I observed was there seemed to be a bit of a lack of knowledge of what they were actually showing clients. So I thought with my background, it was almost like a natural foundation to selling real estate. And then you get into the industry, how long did it take until you started feeling, or was it right away that you knew this is the career for you? It was right away. My first three months of being an agent, I actually, we can't do this now, but I double-ended a $900,000 sale. And uh, I was so inexperienced. 
inexperienced as being an agent and the contracts and all of that. We have a lot on our plates as realtors, but I was so inexperienced. I showed up um, at the showing with a contract typed up and it was, I was ready to go, which we don't do. But it was just so ironic that I had that with me and the buyer said, you know what? We want to write an offer. And I said, I actually have one right here. There you go. That's what happened. So I knew it then. It was a pretty, it was a, it was a sign. And I find that really interesting. You mentioned earlier about the, the kitchen design background and whatnot. And you've designed kitchens for many of Kelowna's premier condos as well. So how has that been an asset? And I have to ask, when you walk into a poorly designed kitchen with a client, does it drive you crazy? (laughs) Well, yeah, sometimes you think, hmm, why did they do that? But, you know, when builders are building, sometimes they uh, they always have cost in mind. So they want to use as they have a, a budget to work within. And if they can get away with using less boxes and a different type of countertop or what have you, that's what happens. So I understand that. But with residential, some people end up doing things their own way because they don't think they're ever going to sell their house. And so, but you know what? I find that because of my background, I can go on site and I can just troubleshoot. It's an easy fix. We can do this. We can do that. I have contacts. I have a whole bunch of trades that I've worked with in the past. So I can even get quotes real quick. And I, and I can even throw some numbers around that make clients feel a little bit way more comfortable. Beyond that background knowledge that you had from previous careers, what do you credit to the fact that you've become an incredibly successful REMAX agent? Well, I think what happens is you meet people and, and they can see your experience when you're talking and walking through a home. Because not only is it the kitchen um, aspect, but I can share some design ideas. I've been involved in renovations. I used to sell doors and windows and plumbing and uh, electrical. So I can look at features and benefits within that house and I can share with them the qualities and the differences between homes that we go through that day. And once a client feels that level of comfort with you and it's because of your knowledge, you know what, we just go on from there after our first visit. And how has your career evolved from the early days? Has it changed at all in terms of strategies you use, marketing you do, anything like that? Like, how has it changed over the years? Well, my, I remember first starting and I was thinking like, I'd see all these top producers and, and I was nervous because I'd hear like some of the things they're doing and, and like, I didn't have the budget when I first, when I began in real estate. And, um, so you know what? I, I just, just kept on my path and it's just client by client. And I did that through open houses. And I know some markets, towns are a little bit too small to be doing open houses, but in Kelowna, it worked. And so, yeah, it just, my business, uh, I really haven't changed much from the day I started to where I am now um, because it's all relationship-based. And um, my retention of my clients has been fantastic. And the referrals have been wonderful because of that. And uh, so really, like, I, I don't have to, my business is there. My phone rings and I'm very blessed and thankful for that. How do you stay connected with, you mentioned relationships mm-hmm. is, a, is a key. What kind of relationship management do you utilize or CRMs or that type of thing? Or how do you stay connected to your clients? Well, I was licensed in 2011. 
And right from that day, I, uh, I started with a, a CRM program, and I've used that to this day. I haven't changed. Um, so within that program, I'm able to um, send out anniversary cards, birthday cards. Uh, what else do we do? Calendars. Just all the basic things. So I do that, and then I um, give tickets away to Rockets games. I have barbecues. I have dinners a lot of coffees. So I just stay in touch. And, and you have to pick up the phone too. Like, you know what, if you're thinking about that person, there's a reason you better phone. And, and, and I can't even explain it. But every time I've made that call, it's always like, oh, we were just talking about you yesterday. I don't know what's going on. But always, if some, you think of someone, make that call. Interested in learning more about a career in real estate? Head over to joinremax.ca. A question I've asked more and more recently on the podcast is specifically breaking down the day. So like, what does your typical day look like? And is it, is it similar for you? I mean, do you have a routine of you're always doing X activity in the morning or does it totally adjust depending on what's going on with clients? The days vary um, because you have time sensitive files going on appointments and I'm very accommodating with my appointments. I don't block certain parts of the day just for appointments or emails. I just do things as they come up. And I am fortunate enough that um, now I have a full-time assistant and my full-time assistant has been with me for about six years. So when I'm in, appointment, in appointments, she's picking up a lot of the, uh, the flow operationally while I'm away. And it's just been it's been a huge success for me for time management and getting things done in a timely manner. At what point did you decide to transition from individual to team and why? I actually began my real estate career in a team. So that was 2011. I was in that team environment for two years. So that took us to 2013. And that's actually when I switched from a smaller brokerage to Remax. So 2013, by 2015, I had hired my assistant. And then within two years, I was like the top producing, like fourth top producing agent with Remax. And so then I was having a struggle and challenge with a balance of my lifestyle and needing to have someone to trust to take over the reins when I was away. So um, my sister actually got licensed, and she's been with me uh, for three years, and that's when I actually took on the team path. So has it all been positive since that, or was there any challenges of, of bringing on your sister? No challenges. Um, the big thing is, is especially having, she's family, and there's definitely that loyalty there, and we're going to be together forever. I find that the, the challenges with a lot of the teams, you have to be sure that you hire the right type of individual for a team. And so there, with real, real estate, realtors generally are type A personalities, outgoing, and they, they're entrepreneurial. And it's kind of like most agents want to be on their own and not working with someone else. So you've got to You've got to find that individual that, that wants to work in a team. And, and you find out what their five-year plan is. And it's a lot of personality. You've got to test out that personality. And, and uh, if you find that right 
personality, they're going to stay with you and you're going to have that retention. So I have both that personality and family. And so I'm really lucky. I know you've joked sometimes about, it's funny you bring that up because sometimes you've joked about, you know, being maybe a little bit shy in some sort of situation, you know, whether it's the top producer panel, things like that. And in an industry that's so full of extroverts and and strong personalities, how do you think you've kind of risen to the top and succeeded despite being a little less that way, maybe? It's hard because some of the things you hear what other agents talk about, and there's networking and there's, that's a big part of real estate. And that's what a lot of agents say, but I can't, I just don't do it. It's not my style. And I just want other realtors to know, or people thinking who are possibly thinking about getting in the industry that you don't have to be that type of personality because it really is being genuine and authentic and always trying to do the right thing and thinking five steps ahead for your client. And just, that's all you have to do. And I didn't know coming to Remax, like, like I said, um, had been there two years. I had no idea how my business was doing compared to any other realtors because I just don't, I don't talk to a lot of people. I just kind of head down and, and do my own thing. So I just don't like to be like even on stage or in limelight, even being here, it's hard for me. But you know what? I, I do want to get that message out there that you don't have to be outgoing and an extrovert. I am quite an introvert and um, I will always be that way. However, my introvert, being that introvert, I do have confidence and I have a lot of belief in my knowledge and what I do. And so I think sometimes that is highly respected. Oh, 100%. It just sounds like you're being authentic. And we appreciate you stepping outside the comfort zone because you have a ton of value to provide on this. So really appreciate that. I want to circle back to something that you were talking about and that is availability for your clients. And I believe somewhere on your website, it says something along the lines of that that's something you pride yourself on is that constant availability for clients. And this is a topic that has come up a couple of times previously and people talking about the importance of carving out time and, and making sure clients know they're unavailable during certain times. What's your opinion on that? And why do you think it's so important to be available to clients so often? In this industry, you just have to be there. Like this is the biggest decision a homeowner is going to be making. And, and, you know, if they have something on their mind, sometimes people are losing sleep over it. And you're just looking at that call coming in and going, yeah, I'll just let it go. So I always chat with my clients and let them know, you know what, if it's really important, you text me and I'll get back to you right away. If it's something that can wait, send me a, like until the next day, just send me a, email or leave me a voicemail. So that's how I kind of handle my client base. But as for calls coming in, you just think about it. If you're the homeowner and your home's on the market and someone's interested in that home and you're not taking calls, right? Whenever at all possible, you have like, besides sleeping, you take that call. Or if you're at the gym or walking the dog, I can see that you can't answer the phone, but I tell you, I have backup. My sister is going to be, knows when I'm doing my personal things. So she'll be taking the calls. And if Rhonda and I are both in appointments, then my assistant will take a call. 
So we really do take pride in that and, and we, we want to be available for other realtors as well as clients. Terry, since this is the Remax Hustle podcast, we like to end every episode with a hustle tip. So essentially, when you need to get something done, what's your Remax Hustle tip for accomplishing that task? You know, you just wake up every morning and you're positive and you just don't think about it. Don't procrastinate. Just get it done. And if you don't get it done, don't feel so bad. Just make sure you get it done the next day. But that's that's what I do. That's how I operate. I love it. Great message to end on. Well, thank you so much, Terry, for taking this time to share your knowledge on this episode of the Remax Hustle podcast. Thank you. And that's all for this episode. We hope you took away an idea or strategy to help grow your business and perhaps most importantly, allow you to continue that Remax Hustle. We'll catch you next time. Thanks so much for listening to the Remax Hustle podcast. Please make sure to subscribe and rate this show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast from. 